for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Yes, don't be concerned. This is Saturday. I know we usually stream on Sundays, but we've had so many people reaching out to us recently that I had to start breaking the routine and scheduling more podcasts just so we can try and get them in this year. But we are streaming every Saturday now through the rest of the year, and uh, we have a very special guest kicking off our uh saturday streams we have already late i almost said we are already late but (laughs) already late um how's it going today y'all it's good good it's going it's going johnny you look like you just woke up oh well i'm pretty sick i think okay yeah i like woke up with a sore throat so i sound like this i gotcha something's going around man something is going around something's going around I just yeah. took a double dose of Flonase and all kinds of cold medicine because I Flonase. fell asleep last night on the floor. Like I was watching a movie and I was just laying up against my couch <laughs> and I fell asleep on the floor and it dipped down into the 30s last night yeah. and I didn't turn my heater on. So I woke up this morning. It was like 60 degrees in the house and I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then I had all this stuff going. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> we're all in the same boat but uh I'm really excited to have you all on um I uh, know we were originally scheduled to have this last weekend but weather got into the way of that and I ended up having to work on Saturday so but I'm glad we got this on now uh so for everybody that's just kind of meeting you for the first time kind of take this opportunity to introduce yourselves individually and kind of what you do for uh for the band cool Donnie would you like to go first yeah uh <laughs> Uh, my name's Johnny. Hi. Um, I do lead Hi, vocals. <laughs> Even when I sound like this, I'm lead vocals, uh, guitar, and uh, ukulele sometimes too. And uh, yeah, that's that's my position. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, y'all. My name is B Sticks, and I am the drummer. And I also uh, pick up the ukulele from time to time as well and shout from the back of the stage as well so <laughs> and yeah. y'all are based out of new york correct yeah um yeah. we actually we're kind of all in different places um okay. i i'm from philadelphia and uh used to live there i finally moved to new york in january our basis is also in philadelphia and then you know nigel's here in new york but it was time for me to come so now we're a, a, a good amount of us are here now so yeah. <laughs> it feels That's safe awesome. to say we're from New York. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I was picking that up. I was sitting there. I was looking at I was trying to figure out where you were from. I saw uh, New York and I saw like Brooklyn and all that stuff. And I'm like, OK, I think they're from New York, but I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure because all I all I ever got originally was the East Coast. And I was like, well, that's anywhere from Florida oh, yeah. Keys all the way up to Maine. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not really a really a locator there. But, you know, um, <laughs> New York seems to be like 
a really happening place for indie music right now. We've had a lot of musicians from New York on the podcast over the last few months. And usually it's like Austin, Nashville, LA, and we a couple of people from New York. But now recently we've had just a whole bunch of people from New York. And it's been really interesting to see kind of that reemergence of a good music scene from New York. So, yeah. Um, yeah it's big over here. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> nice. So, uh, before we kind of jump into the history of Already Late and how you all came together as a band, uh, let's kind of jump into each of your individual uh, musical history. What got you each into music? And I guess since Johnny went first last time, we'll go with you, B Sticks. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, actually, it's been a part of my life my whole life. Uh, my dad's a musician. He's pretty popping in the uh, Latin uh, jazz community mm. as far as music. And yeah, I just remember like him having all of his band members in her small house growing up, uh, having practices and like him handing me over sticks or him handing me over like, you know, like a cowbell or something like that. You know, he's the, he's the you know, driving force to introducing, you know, music. Uh, into my life and uh so yeah it's been like that ever since i picked up the drums when i was 14 and yeah haven't put the sticks down sweet oh. yeah and johnny beautiful i um <laughs> <laughs> my family I, I used to go to um my dad's house on the weekends like my parents were separated and um, every weekend they would have parties just every weekend so it was like just a big part of my life was just like being around music and loud music all the time. All the time. So, yeah, I pretty much, I could fall asleep anywhere now because because of that. And you can ask B, I actually fell asleep at a club once. Yes. Music bumping loud, like the louder, just the more, you know, it's like a pillow for me. Yeah. And um, so I've always been around music, but when I, when I turned, um, I think when I turned 19, my stepdad, he got me a guitar. And um, he had also been the one that got me like my first iPod and like everything musical. Like he was always like, just like, oh, you might like this. You might like this. And then I actually like finally picked up guitar and mm-hmm. never put it down. <laughs> We're so happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, B6, you mentioned that you grew, you grew up in Philadelphia, correct? Yeah. Born and raised. Okay. Born and raised. And does it feel kind of like betrayal going to New York? Because isn't there like a little... I have been waiting for this. Like, I have been waiting for someone to ask me this. Um, I mean, oh, not really. I feel like my mom, when she uh, came over from Puerto Rico, she actually lived in New York first mm. in uh, the Bronx. And then, you know, moved back to Puerto Rico, then moved to Philly. So I feel like this is like my second home. And it always has been. We would always come here when I was a kid. Um, I'd always come like, gosh, I was here all the time. You can ask Nigel, even like during the week while I was working as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always been it's always been a home. So I kind of I claim both. I claim both. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Very, yeah. very fair. Oh, and so then how did y'all come together? How did you meet? Oh, we met in college. We both okay. went to to Penn State and yeah. um, we were both transfers because at Penn State, they have like a bunch of campuses and um, there's a main campus. So like you, you can do like two years at a branch campus and then two years on the main campus. So we met on the main campus our junior year and um, I had been, tra- I transferred to to their acting class 
because I was like, I didn't know what was going on. So I like, I just like transferred to that class. So everybody already had like friends and cliques and stuff. And like, they had to, we had to do like group work and I wasn't paired up. And then B was like, yo, you want to work together? And we never <laughs> stopped working together after Never that. stopped working together. Hey, yeah. That's that's fair. Hey, was that originally what you thought y'all were going to do was like acting or? Yeah, I mean, we still, we still act. But um, yeah. then I guess we didn't like form the band until like a few years later, cause um, it's like we met, we were like working on on like movies, scripts, like you know all the works and everything. And then um, I was also doing like I started like rapping and doing like a solo thing there with the bit with our bassist, who was like our producer at the time. And then eventually that like just morphed into like let's just be a band, cause we started playing shows together. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, just like it just progressed from, but it all started in that in that class. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that we still do. We we wear a lot of hats, and a lot yeah. of the things that you see like on our social medias, we we make that. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we you know had this band and had been pushing forward with it. We also have a production company, and uh, we're also actors as well. So yes. you know, I feel like nowadays, like you have to wear multiple hats mm. as as creatives. Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. Like, I feel like I have this conversation every time with, with musicians on the podcast because it's like you almost have to be the jack of all trades. Like that that added, like you have to be or you're going to get left behind. And, um, yeah. you know, it's which kind of explains a lot that you have your own production company, you do acting because that kind of we'll, we'll talk about the music video that you released earlier this summer uh, or late earlier this year yeah we'll just go there um and you know which had a very cinematic feel to it but we'll get to that here in a minute um so as far as already late goes when did you when did you guys start playing i know uh nigel you'd kind of mentioned uh it or it was a few late years later after you had met but what was kind of the uh the birth of we are we had a show. We had a show at um, pianos. I think it was like top of 2018, and um, I had I actually emailed them like under under my my solo artist name, and then they and then I looked at the back line. It was like, oh, they have a drum set, they have amps, and then like there were some songs where like, oh man, I was like, we should have like a live band. So I was like, I text B. I was like, yo, you want to be my drummer? And I text M. I was like, yo, you want to be the bassist? <laughs> And then we just like, you know, we just like, it was like came together. It was very like slapstick and stuff. And then after that show, we were like hanging out at my house. I was like, yo guys, we should be the late bloopers. And that was our first <laughs> And then we checked Spotify and saw that there was like 500 other artists named the late bloomers. So yeah. then, like, a year after, like we already done like probably like four shows or mm-hmm. like a whole year of shows. And then we were like, JK, we're changing our name. No, totally. <laughs> yeah. I like it I, better. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, you could play into it a little bit more. Like, already late, like, your Instagram handle suggests you could say, oh, we're already late, you know? Right. So, yeah. it's, I, I had a buddy who had a band that switched their name, not because there was already 800 different names, but because they could never find a logo that worked. Oh. The original. The, they, the original name for the band was called Fishing for Friends, and it was PH, 
not F. Yeah. Uh, So they just could never find a logo that worked. And then they're like, okay, we're going to change our name to civil black or whatever it was. And then it was just like, then nobody would, because this was out in New Mexico and Mm -hmm. nobody would, they wanted their logo to be like something of a pentagram and none of the t-shirt shops would print the pentagram because they thought it was too demonic. Oh. And so, the, yeah, it was, uh, so they kind of got screwed a lot of ways on that one, but you know, it is what it is. Um, hey, you gotta go, you have to, yeah, you gotta go through a few in order to like, for once to actually land at yeah. work. We've been there, you know, it happens. Yep. 100%. <laughs> um, so for already late, uh, who are some of your influences or what was the original like thought process for like what kind of band you wanted to be? Um, so do you know that festival, the When We Were Young festival that happened? It was like everyone thought it was going to be like the next Firefest. Yep. Everyone on that lineup, <laughs> like, okay. honestly, Fair. is like a huge influence, you know, of our music and like what we grew up. We actually got to go to the festival and it was like, this is why we play music. It was amazing. Nice. Um, but yeah, like some of them like MCR, Paramore is a big one for me um 21 pilots is also a big one for me because they also have like the rap element as well um how about you nigel um what are some of yours <laughs> yeah pretty much you know uh anyone you'd fire that warp tour yes of, i have a lot of like r&b and hip-hop artists that i really like just because like that's what i grew up with and um, I found like the pop punk scene like late that was like the, the scene that I found in my mm-hmm. family and um, and a lot of J-Rock because I watch a lot of anime and stuff mm-hmm. so, like, that stuff like we just you know we're just throwing stuff in a pot here yeah. to see what happens because I feel like we you know the, between the three of us uh, we all had like you know like we all had somewhere where we all met musically and then we all had mm-hmm. something that some you know that, that like the other didn't didn't really listen to that much but now they probably listen to more because we're we're all like together it's a venn diagram yeah (laughs) i understand it (laughs) it's funny when you brought up the uh when we were young festival i actually had a group of buddies here we were doing an in-person podcast because they lived out in new mexico and um they were coming through texas where i'm based out of and it was that first day of when we were young festival that got canceled due to weather and we were sitting there doing the podcast and i had it followed on instagram and twitter and just to send me alerts because i wanted to know if it was actually going to happen or not and that tweet goes out in the middle of the podcast and it's like oh just got an alert when we were young got canceled today and everybody started (laughs) laughing and i was like i mean we kind of saw this one coming didn't and so yeah it was uh but then I yeah. guess it went off without a hitch after that. Yeah, yeah. It, did. it did. That first day was weird though, because there was like a whole dust storm. Mm-hmm. So it looked yeah. like you know the apocalypse had had come to yeah. Vegas. <laughs> but then the next yeah. day it was like beautiful out. Yeah. Yeah. And did you guys, did you all stay out there for that whole? Because it was two weekends, right? It was a weekend, then the week, and then the next week. Did you stay out there that whole week, or did you come back to New York? Oh, we came back after that weekend. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But from what it sounds like, because I follow a few of the bands that there was a few venues that were able to bring some of those bands that were able or that were supposed to perform on the first day and still get them some kind of a gig 
Yeah. I, yeah. Which yeah. that had to be pretty cool. Yeah. It was cool. We were walking around and there was like a bunch of like people waiting at different like smaller spots and smaller venues mm. to just see these artists for free because they were offering them for free, which mm. was like so nice. Um yeah, everyone was everyone kept their spirits up and, and it was pretty awesome to see. Nice, nice. Um so uh, jumping back into the formation of Already Late, you you brought up all these different bands, like this kind of melting pot of music. Music, uh, you know, you brought up J Rock, which was kind of interesting because <laughs> I, I don't quite pick that up in the music, but you know, maybe I'm just not a J Rock aficionado. I went through a weird K pop phase, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> I, I like to say I was into K-pop before it was popular. But. <laughs> so, um, so that kind of brings you up to that. That when you guys started releasing music, that was about 2019, right? I think so. Yeah, that's when, when did we dropped that the EP. That I think that was 2019. Yeah, that was 2019. Okay. And so you started dropping music 2019. Oh, stop it, Siri! I wasn't talking to you. Um, <laughs> And so you started dropping music in 2019. Then obviously the pandemic's going to do its thing. How much did the pandemic kind of slow you down as far as the music goes? Oh man, the pandemic really put a monkey wrench in the whole. Yeah, we were actually in the middle of a tour. Yeah, and we, we had a tour. We had a whole, whole East Coast. We had an East Coast tour. Okay. Yes. Set up, and we like did promo for it, and then we had like we were planning to record an ep before too okay but then the pandemic shut down like like the week before our first show and our first recording date everything just got like the whole world shut down so we had to like regroup but it actually turned out being pretty pretty beneficial for us because Mm. we um you know during that whole time we like got our infrastructure we like re rebuilt the infrastructure we turned that ep into an album and then um, the tour was the only thing that like we couldn't salvage because mm. it was just you know yeah. too many too many moving parts there. But like for us internally, like we we just like fixed up our whole our whole business model and then you know started learning more music stuff. So we it it, it probably ended up better. Like that EP wouldn't have sounded as good mm. without pandemics uh, interference and stuff because it turned into Little Kid Dreams and like that's that was. That was great. Nice. So the album that you ended up, the full length album that you released last year was originally supposed to be like a four or five song EP. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be our second EP. And then it turned into like, screw it. Let's just do a whole album. <laughs> we had the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what though? That was like, I look as bad as the pandemic was, you know, and all that stuff that happened for musicians it, I feel like it was a really make it or break it time for a lot of bands and a lot of musicians because you either went into the uh, to the pandemic in three stages. You had already just released a bunch of music and you're supposed to promo it. You were getting ready to release music or you went into the pandemic with nothing. So those were kind of the three stages of everything. And it like going coming out of the pandemic, I've seen a lot of bands that went in with nothing that are in better positions than bands that went in with like full albums ready to go you know it's so it was, it's, it was just a really weird and interesting time especially for creatives because it gave them the opportunity to kind of evaluate what they had where they wanted to go 
if they really wanted to do it. Because you saw a lot of bands that just kind of called it quits after Ooh. a week, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was an interesting time, and I'm glad you y'all took the time to kind of reevaluate where you were, what you wanted to be. Definitely, definitely, and, yeah. It was like a, so. it was like a, we were like a, we're like babies in an incubator, you know? Yeah. We had to just like go in and, and it obviously, it made us grow. And even mm. like, even as bandmates, like we were like, oh, this, you know, at the time, this is all we have right now, y'all. <laughs> like we really got yeah. it. We got through it. Like we got, we helped each other get through it. Yeah, for sure. So leaping into Little Kid Dreams, which was the last uh, big body of work that you released, you originally said it was supposed to be the EP that you were going to release in 2020, and then it kind of just morphed into the full length because you had the time. Uh, what's kind of the creative structure for the band? Like, are you both writing, or is one person writing more than the other? Or how do you get, when it comes down to like writing or going towards an album, what, how does that kind of work for you all? <laughs> um, Sorry, that was a lot there. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's yeah, okay. It's cool. yeah. Um, I don't know if we have like a set thing for mm -hmm. for like when it comes to albums and EPs because it really depends on like uh, what's going on because our first mm -hmm. EP was was like songs we had written and we had already been performing for like over a year before we even released it so we like oh overdue like it's just like you know it was like a necessity but when we approached the album since it was like first an EP and then developed into an album we like talked about like oh uh, the conceptual components of it and like what each song would would mean and stuff just like the bare bones of everything together yeah. and um a lot of our i feel like a lot of our process is like you know someone will start with the hot potato mm -hmm. and then we'll pass yes, the and. to the next person and uh, i don't know if this answers your question but no it does no it's it, perfect yeah yeah but so it's like it really depends on what we're doing so like i'll say for for little kid dreams since we all had like the since we all started from the beginning and um really you know laid out what you know our our dream for it what it would be like we all kind of started like that and then mm -hmm. i i i write i write a lot i write a lot of you know, I, I like to come to the table with, with like, you know, like demos, demos for, for everyone to listen to and be like, oh, I want to add this. I want to put this stuff in there and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was like a lot of Little Kid Dreams was, was, was like that. Or, you know, it was like, oh, B had this idea. Uh, check it out. And then I like took the, the potato mm -hmm. and, then, and then, you know, brought it to Evan. And Evan yeah. was like, oh, let me bring some over here. So it was like it was it was a lot like like that. Hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very communal in a lot of regards, like somebody so it's not just like one person that's like always the lyric writer because i know in some bands if somebody's like the lead singer they tend to like write the lyrics and if the guitar person they'll come in with a guitar riff but for y'all it's a little bit more communal yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm very particular with lyrics oh <laughs> fair. yeah very fair oh I'm not um, mad about it. <laughs> Sorry about you, but you know, you can you just tell me if you don't like it, I'll switch it. Lyrics, yeah. I'll be like, I'll yeah. be like no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Little Kid Dreams, it's 
how long's uh how long into twenty twenty one did you release Little Kid Dreams? In August. August. So it's been over a good year. Yeah, it's been over a year. Um nice. it's it's been a wild ride with it. You yeah. know, and we're still pushing it. We're still pushing it. Hey, that's good. Like, I mean, this day and age, it's that that weird thing. It's like you can't expect bands to have full length albums every six months. But then, if you want to stay relevant, you got to keep releasing every six months. So it's like, do you do full body? Like, I've always been of the mindset: if a band tours a lot, you're good with a full length album. You can release a full length album because if you're touring around, that they literally like, full length album gets new listeners every time you play a new show right. whereas exactly. if you're more of a band that's kind of okay we're a new york band we stay in new york maybe you want to stick with the eps or just release singles because that's how you kind of stay on top of the algorithm but from the sounds of it y'all tour pretty regularly or get out outside of new york pretty decently enough enough, enough. We want more. We want more. Yeah, we want you know, more. we're ready for more. We're ready to see the world, see yeah. this, you know, see the other music scenes. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're building up to back, yeah. you know, now that things are opening up again. Yeah, for sure. And I think twenty, like 2022 was a really big year for a lot of bands. They got a lot of bands and musicians. They got out. They got to maybe not do the biggest tours that they wanted to do. But I think 2023, like now that we're significantly distanced from everything i think you're going to start seeing bands like really start taking some chances and getting out there and it's going to be a real like as much as 2020 was a make it make it or break it year 2023 is going to be the year of seeing what bands really have or musicians if they're really willing to make those sacrifices and get out there and you know if they have to hit the road and just become a diy band and just grind it out (laughs) you know Yeah, I've seen a lot of bands do that where they just buy a sprinter van and pack everything up and it's like, okay, we're going to hit the road and we're going to just do this. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know? Yeah. So, um, but we talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I want to jump into the music video for a little bit because you you sent it to us back in, I want to say in August, you sent it to Live and Amplified because we were doing this... uh, react series and unfortunately your video got scratched because our audio wasn't working properly that day and i didn't realize it until we got home so nobody could hear what we were saying when we were doing our little react videos but i i will say i did this was the music video for loser correct yeah loser all right um I will say, kind of reiterating what I said during the uh, React series that we did, I enjoyed the cinematic value of the video, and the, the song was really cool, and like everything that you went for shot really well, all that stuff. The only thing that kind of got to me was all the uh, break scenes, like from the song. So you'd go into like, uh, like just kind of move the narrative of the video along. You would like break from the song and go in. I felt like there was a little too much of that, but that's just me. So, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, so, we're trying to we're trying to merge those worlds of like mm-hmm. storytelling, like what we do as like you know filmmakers, and then also mm-hmm. with music. You know, we're trying mm-hmm. to bring that back. Yeah, and like I definitely do like the more cinematic style music videos. 
but you know it it was good it was definitely shot really well and you know the story was there i really enjoyed the song and like not taking anything away from that but just kind of watching the video there was a couple of points where i felt like i was taking out taken out of the moment just to kind of move the story along if that makes any kind of sense yeah Yeah. um so what was just kind of talking about the music video in general um what was kind of the original thought process how did you choose loser to kind of be that song for a music video oh cool um so basically like i think loser is a big big statement of who we are and the music we want to make it's like you know we always felt like we were the underdogs or like Mm -hmm. the outcasts so it's just like it's 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 an invitation for people to come and listen to our music Mm -hmm. and feel like feel seen regardless of what background you've you've come from and so I think we wanted to make a huge statement with that, um, you know, and Nigel, he actually wrote the script for this one. So he can tell you more about the story in that process. Yeah, it was, um, it was, I think that was like my first time, um, like I wrote this script, but I also was like, all right, we'll direct, direct too, because yeah. masochism and, um, <laughs> So it was like a first time experience, like, you know, I, I directed like really small stuff before, but this mm-hmm. was like the first like official thing that I was like actually gonna yeah. gonna do. And um, you know, Loser's always been it was probably one of the first songs or like not the first song, but like one of the first songs from the album that was gonna be on like the original EP. Mm-hmm. And um so it just like yeah, it's like it definitely meant a lot to to us. And um it was, you know, so it was, it was, uh, the narrative had to fit very much fit, like how we felt like B was saying, just like outcast. So it was like, all right, how do we, how do we bring all that in without just saying that? How do we like, you know, make it, make it cinematic mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and all that yeah. good stuff. So it, a lot of it turned into from the script, I started like storyboarding and, um, like draw, like literally drawing, like what I would see in the music video and uh i was like drawing drawing all of us like in my sketchbooks and stuff and went a little crazy and it, <laughs> but we we used like and then it, everything like kind of came together because like after making these storyboards and um the high school that we shot at was actually my old high school and um i had to we like you know use connections we use all that we possibly could like yeah. all yeah, the, how the, the how we do those processes is like Nigel has like you know he's the writer and mm-hmm. I'm the producer so like I'll take the script and bring it bring it to life basically and then he told me he's like oh I think I have a connection with my high school and I was like yeah. no way this would be really cool because like yeah. you know you're gonna be we're gonna be able to revisit that time in your life mm-hmm. and it's gonna be extremely you know relatable so we got in there they were able to allow like us to film for the whole it was like two days and it was it was it was awesome it really brought the story to life um with it that's that's cool like especially like that's the the important or not important thing but that's like the really cool thing about independent filmmaking and just like lower budget stuff is a lot of calling in a lot of favors and they want to be involved because it's like oh hey that's cool. Like, especially, I, like, I don't know where you went to high school, but like, if I went to where I went to high school and said, "Hey, I want to shoot 
a music video here, yeah. it'd probably say yes in a heartbeat because I grew up in a small town. So, Same. Nah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it was for him too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, nowadays it might be a little bit harder because it's like, oh, paperwork, insurance, all this stuff. But <laughs> when I first got started doing film work and stuff, had I gone to him and been like, hey, I want to shoot a music video here, they would have been all over it. So, no, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I felt like during the process too, we had. Some of his like older teachers come and visit and be like you know to see him and and then being like hey like we, we're you know this has been the talk of the town i'm like yeah. that's really awesome that they were like really excited about us filming this music video there so and you, how long did it actually take you to shoot the entire music video i know you'd mentioned two days at the school but there were some scenes outside of the school as well so i want to say between three to four days okay yeah. yeah um we try to we try to pack it in as much as we can yeah. <laughs> like not I mean, just said we're masochists so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No love for yourself. yeah yeah <laughs> i think i mean it would, when you're working on little to no budget and calling in favors you really have to make it as quick as you can because you can't can't look drag it out yeah yeah you can't drag <laughs> it out I, I've I've shot plenty of short films where it's like, all right, we have twelve hours and we've got to shoot a twelve minute short film, so let's do this. And, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. It, yeah, I, I kind of wish we would have taken thirty six or a couple days instead of twelve hours, but you know, when when you're calling in favors, asking people, hey, you want to act in this for free? And they're like, okay, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's really cool. And so the music video was released in July where are you kind of at creatively right now where, where, are you, where are you kind of thinking um oh man we're doing so many different things yeah. we're you know planning this awesome festival the three-day festival mm -hmm. um so loser is actually part one of a three okay. um three-parter uh because again we just love storytelling <laughs> we love tying you know creating the thread um mm -hmm. because the album from beginning to end is we are telling a story like mm. you know with youth and feeling like you have all this like all these feelings to like you know going through life so that's mm -hmm. kind of like what we're going to be transporting to our music videos um we're also in the process of recording a single yes. um yeah. as well uh so we're trying to we're trying to just fit as much you know create a timeline for ourselves that makes sense um mm. but yeah like again we're always wearing so many different hats and really like working on so many different projects for the future. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the fact that y'all are looking at the future. I know you got LoserCon coming up here in little less than a month, I think, if my memory serves me correctly. And we'll yeah. definitely talk about that here in a second. But just like at least having a vague plan of like, okay, we have this festival in December, then we have a single, then maybe after that it's like just kind of having an idea of where you want to go is Absolutely. always important to the growth of any band. Cause you know, like I've seen some bands where they take it to the extreme where they know every step that they're taking all the way to like 2026, which to me, it's like, that's a bit extreme for me, but you know, what, whatever works for you. And then you have bands that don't know what they're doing tomorrow. And it's like, you gotta find a balance. You gotta yeah. find a happy yeah. medium because it's, it's really easy to fall into the trap of wanting to plan everything so far in advance yeah. when you're not really enjoying the process that you're in now. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we've taken away from like art making 
um, even myself in my own journey with COVID to like slow things down and to really like enjoy the process. Cause I know mm. sometimes we tend to throw so much on our plates that it's, it, it becomes overwhelming. And, and mm. then it starts going into the territory. It's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, so I think that's more along the lines of like, you know, we like, we like some bones, we like some bare bones, but you know, we, we tend to, uh, take our time when we need awesome. to. Awesome. Yeah. Let's jump into LoserCon since it's uh, you're a little less than a month away. I uh, saw the uh, the logo for it up on your Instagram, and then I watched a video that yeah. this has been something in the works for a good minute now. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> go ahead and kind. Of, I'll let you kind of take it from there. Kind of explain what LoserCon is. Um. So we had this. We actually had a show. Um. Basically, we you know for the past year we've been theming like all of our shows so we can get the audience more involved you know as, mm. as our theatrical backgrounds we like you know we like to do that um so we had this show called loser con and i we really liked that concept because it kind of gave it like a really punk rock feel um we actually did some covers too uh that night as well to bring back our like emo love and then you know we were like well what if we made this into a festival uh, so yeah, we, it's been something that I've been, you know, working on for a few months now. We have our whole lineup all set and we've been slowly promoting it. Um, and we're, we're really excited. It's pretty eclectic and which is like what we are with our music. We're extremely eclectic and we have a little bit of everything for someone. Um, yeah, it's just to bring more promotion and bring, invite people who feel like they've been an outcast and like. You know, it's kind of our our mini when we were young fest, uh, nice. so to speak. So. Uh-huh. Except yeah. you're not going to start off as a meme and then turn into. Yeah. Exactly. We're right. trying to avoid all of that. <laughs> but yeah. You want to be we're taken really seriously, fast. not be compared. Like, I mean, I guess if you're compared to Firefest, that's at least Pretty you're being compared enough. to something. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, it's cool. Yeah. And so what the it's in the second weekend of December, right? Yep. It's December 9th, 10th and 11th. Uh, we're playing December 10th. We're going to be dropping the December 11th lineup uh, this upcoming week. So everyone stay tuned. Um, but yeah. yeah, we have a bunch of awesome bands that, you know, are people of color, queer people um, and uh, people, you know, like myself who are trans. So it's it's just it's really great to be able to be a part of something that's elevating these voices in music. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. And it's in New York, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, it's, Just kind it's going to be in, uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be at the nest in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, yeah. Doors open each night at seven thirty, and the first band is going to be going on at eight fifteen. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and so what, what's kind of, what's going through your minds right now as you kind of approach that final stretch approaching to LoserCon? Oh man, promote, 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 promote. invite yep. people, talk yeah. to people. Um, you know, we've been working really hard on this and Stay we want healthy. this to be, yeah, we want to, <laughs> we want to be able to, uh, bring this back every year. We want it to eventually become its own festival and bring a lot of artists on. So it's our first time doing something like this and um you know it's it's we're re- i'm really excited and looking forward to it but of course you know a little nervous because it's our first time <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure i mean there's always going to be bumps in the road with the first like taking an undertaking like this and making 
making your first music festival, there's always going to be some bumps in the road. But as long as you yeah. remain authentic to the mission behind the festival and exactly. don't try and compromise it, I, I don't want to say sell out because eventually everybody's going to, in somebody's eyes, sell out. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, you know, just kind of use, as long as you say authentic to the mission, it, it doesn't matter. Everything else is gravy. So absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so that's coming up in December. Have you are w the single that you had brought up? You're getting ready to record that, correct? Or have you yeah. already recorded? Yeah, we'll be uh, doing that next year. Awesome. And so the release dates, all that stuff will come as the uh, as the time feels appropriate, I'm sure. Um, exactly. So just kind of taking a step outside of music now, now that the music festivals on the final stretch and you, it's just promote, promote, promote. What do you, when you need to take like time away or decompress or whatever you, whatever you want to call it, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do away from music and just like your nine to five job, I guess. Yeah. Um, Johnny, do you want to go? Um, yeah. Then when we're not doing me, when I'm not doing music, I'm probably, Studying Jap, I speak Japanese. That's why I'm. I have like J Rock inspired stuff. Actually, I'm taking like a test later this year, the week before Loser Con. It's like a proficiency exam. So I've been doing that, playing video games and um, auditioning. That's like that's like the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same video games. I try to find something to watch. You know, I feel like I'm so behind on so many things. Um, uh, and in eating, I love food. So like me and my partner like to go to different restaurants and like try different foods and, and stuff. So that's kind of like my way of stepping away and just enjoying life. <laughs> nice. And w you brought up catching up on shows and all that stuff. And it, I found myself into that predicament as well. It's like, there's just so much out there. Everybody's like, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And I'm like, I've only got so much time in the day that I could actually like, sit, that I could actually like sit down and watch anything. Yeah. And do I really want to commit it to a show that everybody says I should watch? You know, but yeah, exactly. It's, I, it's, exactly. it's tough too, because I also work at a, a post-production house as my mm -hmm. daytime job. Um, I work at Harbor Picture Company, so, oh, no. you know, we're doing a lot of posts for some pretty big projects, yeah. and so it's, like, it's overwhelming, because I'm, like, I know what's out, but I also know what's coming, so mm -hmm. it's, like, <laughs> uh, I'll get there eventually, you know, like, yeah. I'll be able to check off those those things that I want to watch off my list. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that was the issue that I had, like, we talked earlier about the this podcast supposed to be in last week. I work for a TV station, and I work in the promotions department. And so nice. we had severe weather Friday. So it was like, oh, hey, we've got to get all this promotional material out because severe weather's coming and we're all going to, like, it's very serious, whatever. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm putting all my stuff on hold. So now I got to focus in on this. And then they're like, Saturday mornings, like, oh, we need you to come in because we're going out to inspect damage and we need, like, promotional material for that. And I'm like, Okay, so okay. let me cancel. <laughs> let me cancel this and this and this, and then it almost happened again yesterday because we had a uh, severe hailstorm that came just like randomly through, and I'm like, 
yo, like it's November. It's not supposed to be raining. It's not supposed to be tornadoes. Like yeah. it's not even supposed to be snowing right now. And they're Global. talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's warming, y'all. <laughs> the earth is, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, but I've spent the last like week and a half just editing away, like just oh. doing all this, and I'm like, it's it's fun because I don't have to worry about it. But then take the. Uh, the added pressure of my boss not being here and having to take on all her responsibilities. It was like, Oh, I think I just want to sleep. So yeah. 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 But, um, so yeah, no, it's cool. Um, we're going to change it up here a little bit. We have a fun little game that we play with everybody on the podcast that comes on. Oh, <laughs> I'm this, ready. Is called Ra- this is called rapid fire randomness. I have a random question generator and we're going to just start firing off random questions and we'll p- throw out like 10, 15 questions and we'll see where we land. Oh, okay. All right. Let me get ready for this. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? Rapid fire randomness. All right. And I'll let you, uh, we'll start with B sticks and then go over to Johnny and we'll just kind of keep that motto just so it's not talking over each other. Um, what is your greatest fear? Oh my God. Um, being in the ocean with a shark, uh, probably. Hence why I have the tattoo. Uh, you always get your greatest fear tattooed on you, you know? <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they say? Yes. <laughs> what I say. <laughs> and then, uh, Johnny? Your, uh, Johnny, if your greatest fear? Oh, oh, same question. Yeah, yeah, mine um, being trapped in a cave full of spiders, Fair. which will not be tatted on me. <laughs> that, that would be a very extensive tattoo. <laughs> so, um, if a complete stranger randomly texted you asking for advice, what advice would you give them? Um, make sure that you have the right number. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, I would, I would, I would text back the advice and then be like, how did you get this number? That's just, nice. it's weird. Fair. What, in your opinion, what's better personality or appearance? Oh, personality appearance can only go so far like what's interesting about you like what you know keeps you up at night i want to know it all <laughs> yeah so i will say appearance would get me interested in how you are personally yeah <laughs> that's fair that that's fair. fair do you prefer bright colors or neutral tones Ooh, ah uh bright colors or neutral tones um, I'm going to go with the neutral tones. I just started getting into bright colors, but I'm always going to go to the neutral tones. <laughs> I think it depends on like for what, like for my clothes, I also mm-hmm. just kind of started getting into bright colors because I like, I would like wearing black all the time. Same, New York, <laughs> you know, coloring or something. Like if I'm drawing, I, I kind of like the bright colors. Nice. The zombie apocalypse has just hit us. What is your weapon of choice? Bro, give me, give me like, give me a gun. Give me something that, you know, is going like a, a shotgun. So it's just one to the head. Boom. Mm. Played a lot of Call of Duty in my day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say that. I will take 
a bat because I, I won't have to see, worry I'm about it. I'm not trying to get too close, though. Well, they're going to be fat. Well, are these sprinting zombies or are these just... Like, <laughs> this because is rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm not at liberty to discuss what kind of zombies are going to invade us, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. No. Um, that with a nail through it. Just okay, fair. a little extra inch. As a child, what was the chore you hated doing the most? Oh, I hated cleaning the bathroom. It was the worst. Like, I'm yeah. like, all right, I got to scrub things. Like, yeah, it was worse. Yeah. I hated it. My main job was taking out the trash, and I still still hate it. Collecting <laughs> the trash to take it out is, is the worst part. <laughs> I would rather do that than laundry, though. Oh, laundry. Laundry's the war. Like, everyone has to do laundry. I don't even see it as a chore anymore. It's just like the bane yeah. of everyone's existence. It takes me I will say, though, laundry's become a lot easier since I got a washer dryer in my unit. Like, before it was always got to collect everything, got to take it to the car, got to take it to the laundry mat, got to sit there for two hours. And now it's just like, oh, I got some dirty clothes, throw it in there. Throw it in We're there. good. Hope they yeah, that's say. the dream here in New York. We would love a washer dryer in unit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went nine years without one, so yeah, it was yeah. You did your time. Um, you did. I did my time. <laughs> um, what is something that is on your bucket list that you still need to accomplish? Oh, on my bucket list, there's so many things. Oh man, um, crap. I'm gonna keep it simple. I really want to, you know, explore more of Europe. That's on my bucket list. Yeah, okay. I want to go to Spain, you know, and just sure. explore. My bucket list is to overcome my fear of spiders. <laughs> sure. Sweet. I mean, bro, come down you gotta, to you gotta, you gotta approach them then. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta be around them if you're gonna overcome it. Yeah. Come down to Texas. Yeah. You'll get over your fear real quick. Oh no. You'll get over your fear real quick. <laughs> um, what was your first job? Oh my God, my first job, I worked at a, um, I worked for the government actually for the civil rights, um, yeah, department. Mm -hmm. And I basically filed papers for hours and would come home with so many cuts on my fingers. That was my first job. My first job, I think was at 7-Eleven. And I worked there for four days before quitting. <laughs> and, then like, to, and then I was a, a gopher guy for a law firm. So definitely yeah, that seems like that seems like a pretty decent job. But uh, all right, we'll do one more question. What piece of outdated technology do you still use and why? Oh my gosh, outdated technology? I don't have a lot of it, to be honest. Um, right. Uh, outdated technology that I still use. Uh, I had like a, a radio that back at home that I would use. Yeah. How about you, Nigel? I just got an hourglass from home. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> Hey, it, it's a lot more soothing than, yeah. 
looking at a clock. That's so amazing. You can see time slipping away with an hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk more about this later, man. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you're going to write a single called The Hourglass. <laughs> well, actually, don't we have like a, a one of our symbols is kind of like an hourglass. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe to be an like, hourglass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do. I do remember seeing, maybe it was in the loser music video was like the it symbol on the front. It was on the invitation. Yeah. It's on the invitation. Yeah. Oh, good eye. Look at this. Pay right. attention. Hey, I went to film. I went to a very bougie film school that we had to, we literally sat, uh, we had a class called the, th um, the meaning of, it was like the meaning of film or something. And we sat and watched a movie and the one of the questions on the quiz was why do you think the drapes were blue yep, yep. And I'm sitting oh there, that sounds about right and <laughs> so <laughs> in the question i was because i didn't know the actual answer so i was like because they were on sale and i just <laughs> kept it pushing <laughs> that's awesome which that's is probably guess. you know not a bad guess no because realistically that's what they did <laughs> like they probably found the best bet and yeah. used it. <laughs> I, I've known a lot of set dressers, and that's exactly what they do. It's like that was on sale, like literally. Yep. Oh, so. that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, looking for the deeper meaning of film, I was just like, nope, I'm good. So. Wait, what's, uh, what film school did you go to? I went to uh, Southern Illinois University. Nice. And went through their film program. Sweet. And it was a very artistic film school. Okay, cool. I probably should have just went to Columbia or something and, you know, out of private. Yeah. Oh, nah. Uh, well, well, the next time we make something, we'll just call you up. Okay, fair. <laughs> I, it, it's been a while since I've shot a short film, but, you know, it's just one of those things where I did a lot of it when I was living out in New Mexico and I enjoyed every every minute that I was on a set. But cool. it just got to the point where it's like I'm dishing out a couple thousand dollars for every film and there's no return on it because yeah. like short films, you're not going to get much of a return. Yeah. And I didn't really like the idea of going out to L.A. and just grinding it out for 10 because I've got friends that went out to L.A. and they grinded it out for five years and they're just not like they moved out there in like 2016 and they're just now starting to get somewhere. Right. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I wasn't going to do that. Like, I like film, but. If I want to make a film, I'll do it myself. Exactly. So, exactly. But, yeah. So, I don't want to keep you all too much longer since it is the weekend. Um, if anybody wants to check out your music and uh, interact with you on socials, where's the best place to find you? At We're Already Late on Instagram. Um, and uh, Nigel, where else? Where can they find us? <laughs> We're also on Spotify. Anywhere music is, uh, you know, streaming. We're on Spotify. I have music. Um, YouTube, oh, already late. Oh, my nose is getting crazier. Oh, you're fine. Instagram, are we on Twitter? We're on TikTok. We, we're already we're on TikTok. Yeah, all yeah. those, all, all the things. All the things. At okay. we're already yeah. late. Or yeah. just Instagram will late. lead you to all the other things. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> How are you enjoying TikTok? I have not figured out the mastery of TikTok, but I still try and release content every once in a while. Still chipping Same. away that way. Still <laughs> yeah. chipping away at that one. <laughs> fair, very fair. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and chatting with us. I was glad we were able to get this in. You're welcome back anytime. So once you get that new single ready to go, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on. Thank you everybody Absolutely. for tuning in.
thank everybody for tuning in. Um, just a quick memo. November 17th for us is our pancreatic cancer fundraiser. We will be doing a 24-hour podcast marathon. I am excited but nervous because I have not pulled an all-nighter since I was in college. So we we will see how that one plays out. Uh, but that'll be coming up on November 17th. We'll be streaming live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So you can kind of just find us wherever your social media is more preferable. And other than that, we will be back tomorrow morning with another podcast. Cool. Uh, and cool. We are.